A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Fuck manly. <laughs> hate that guy hey everyone i'm not in this episode thank god <laughs> hi and welcome to gen x this is why the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring really 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 scarring today Media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, we're here. Yeah, we're here. We are here, guys. We have watched Sylvia. I spent fucking Mother's Day watching Sylvia. No, you didn't. That's a lie. The day before. Sorry. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah, wow. Wow. So, Jenny, I wanted to talk to you real quick about something that we touched on last night, but I thought it was worth sharing with our our oh boys. Well, do we want to do we want to uh, give everybody context? So, Jenny's in town. It's Mother's Day. We're going to record two episodes in a row, so you're going to hear them two weeks apart. But um, we went to our dad's last night, and Jenny found a box of her old things. They, it, it, the box was a mixed bag <laughs> <laughs> because there were some of the most hideous pictures I ever saw of Jenny in my life, including the one where you went preppy for six months. Yes. But then there was 18 trophies. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? It's a little and embarrassing. Of, they probably all weren't in there. And all of her academic achievements. <laughs> And this bitch, like, took those trophies out, was cradling them. That's not true. Them. Amy made me do that for a picture. Mm-mm. She was bragging about them, rubbing them in our faces. It was really bad. I mean, I can't help it if there was sports trophies, science trophies, art trophies. <laughs> Whatever. I still think Poetry that- trophies. I still... What? <laughs> you did not get a poetry trophy shut up i still think that that baseball trophy is a lie i played baseball exactly you played and you got a trophy it did not say anything about winning on there it did not say anything about winning but all the other ones did and to be fair that that trophy was from like 81 so i was like six when i got that or something exactly um i so we have a relative Aunt Ree, whose mom owned a trophy shop. 
I know what goes on at these trophy shops. Okay. Let's just, I'm just, the coach goes in, he's like, these losers, they need something. Just give me 25 trophies. Okay, not in our day. That wasn't true in our day. Um, I don't know about that. It was like, you had to win, like, like the only people who got trophies were the people who won, like, the state championship, and everybody (laughs) else got, like, a blue ribbon. I mean, I don't even know where all my ribbons are. I probably threw those away so you didn't get too upset. It's so funny because... We were also playing a game at my dad's called Right Left Center and it involves money and stuff like that. And at one point, Jenny and I gave up all our money. We immediately assumed we lost. Right. And they were like, no, 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 you stay in the game because you still have a chance. We're like, oh, we're out, right? We're done. (laughs) We're done. It's over. We lost. (laughs) Forget it. Um, Also, I did ask dad about you being packed in ice and I put the the video on the Mimi Bees. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be long gone. But the funny part about that is dad at first, take one, had no memory of what I was talking about. (laughs) So weird, right? (laughs) And he's like, oh, wait, I got a story. Like when your baby almost dies, you think (laughs) they don't remember that. They don't remember that. Mm-mm. They totally don't remember that. Now they yeah. would remember if I almost died. I'll put a picture of the of us all of the three of us at this time in the Mimi Bees, and you'll you'll get why they don't remember. Like it's um, clearly like yeah. high seventies, and when I say high seventies, like everyone was probably high. Yeah, you think mom was high? No, 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 no way. Mm-mm. Mom was I like ironing mom her hair was. and watching. Soap. Apparently, she didn't even know what was going on, and Dad jumped in the ambulance <laughs> in his underwear. <laughs> So there's that. Why didn't like he didn't have a minute to put on pants? It's so dad, Jenny. It's so dad. (laughs) Isn't it? Bring the car and clothes. (laughs) And you know, at that time, he's wearing some tidy whiteies. Oh, there's no question. So the ambulance guys are probably like (laughs) (laughs) What's going on here? Um, yeah, it's it's something. All right. So, I, uh, so wait, can we discuss that Amy's a little cranky today because she's mad at me because I got up late? Guys, <laughs> we had a plan. It's Mother's Day. And we had a plan to record two episodes today since Jenny's in town. I get up at 7. I'm watching Golden Girls, taking notes because I did all my homework for Sylvia two days ago. Okay. So I'm like doing more homework because I have good time management skills and I'm working ahead <laughs> and when I can I'm up since 7. This bitch doesn't get up till after 11. I finally had a text her like, what are you doing? Okay, so I just, in my defense, I was in California. Mm-hmm. And I got on a plane, came to came to New York, got off the plane at like 9 o'clock at night in New York, mm-hmm. went home, slept, went home, did laundry, slept, got up, went to training, Got immediately on a bus and came to Pennsylvania. So um, I'm a little tired. You want to talk about my life for five minutes? <laughs> we were talking about your life. It's Mother's Day. Congratulations. Oy, you did it. Oy, oy, oy. Um, Jenny, I was trying to find some research around Sylvia. And ended up just Googling, why Sylvia? Why? Why did this happen? Like, why is this a thing? This is the so, point I'm at. This was written by Michael Landon, right? Written by, directed by Michael Yes. Landon. Now, uh, Pamela... That's why. That's your Pam- answer to why right there. Pamela Bob did tell me that there was a piece in one of the trade mags around this time that was like, 
little house on the prairie, so wholesome and just fluff. And he was like, hold my beer. Oh, wrote, is that what happened? Um, If that's the case, he's diabolical. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, he can't take criticism. We know that. This is like real, real bad. Um, Not bad. I mean, it mm. actually is decent. The writing's actually not terrible. It's decent. I love that. No, we'll get to it. Okay. All right. So now, guys, I'm going to put trigger warnings all over this thing. Trigger, trigger. If you've never seen this episode, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, if you've seen the episode, like, we're going to be talking about rape. We're going to be talking about uh, teen pregnancy. We're going to be talking about stalking. We're going to be talking about probably about abortion rights. We're going to be talking about all <laughs> just, those things. Just assuming. Just <laughs> assuming that Jenny and I are going to have very similar wise on this episode. Um, so if you, you know, if you're not into it and you want to skip ahead and go to where Adam in two episodes where Adam gets his site or Adam's now cited and doing his first case where people get ripped off, then go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So Jenny, today we are doing Little House on the Prairie season seven, episode 17, Sylvia part one. Do you have a description? The description reads an attractive yet painfully insecure teenage girl named Sylvia becomes the victim of a violent rapist. As she deals with her domineering father in an attempt to keep her secret at school, Albert serves as an unexpected source of comfort for her. A romance soon blossoms, and all is well until Sylvia is revealed to be pregnant. Jenny, there is a book that came out, uh, I want to say, maybe the early 2000s, and it's called The Body Remembers, and it's about post-traumatic stress disorder. My body reacted to this episode like i remembered the dad the music Mm -hmm. sylvia albert like i just i had a physical reaction to all of it did you remember it oh yeah how can you not remember this episode i mean it was okay so we open up on willie and his catalog porn (laughs) he's looking at soft porn slash victoria's secret catalog He and a group of boys, Albert included, are looking at some corsets and getting all boned up. (laughs) And guys, this is the last time I can insert humor here in this episode. That's it. That's it. It's done. The boys are pissed that they're drawings and not pictures. So they're like, let's go take a peek at Sylvia's house. Albert goes begrudgingly. Well, and Willie tells Nels that they have some kind of nature thing, nature assignment. They and t- yeah. runs out of the store, leaving all his books on the counter. <laughs> but okay. They're going to observe some nature, Jenny. So they head over to Sylvia's, and they are legit right in her window peeking. Yeah. Like, they're not, like, remotely, like, uh, discreet about this. First of all, the fact that there's no screens in the windows really threw me, because that is open season for bugs. There probably wasn't screens on windows. No, oh, just... they had screen doors. No, they had screen doors. Remember, we know they have screen doors. We know they have screen doors. <sighs> Where are the screens for the windows? Do we just know. let bugs in? What's happening? Yep. Okay. So Sylvia is making her bed. So they're disappointed because she's not like getting dressed or getting out of the tub. You know, whatever. <sighs> so her father catches Albert and shakes him and threatens him. And in a real weird move, Mrs. Olsen pulls up. Yeah. And defends Albert. Yeah. It was weird. Once she discovers, however, that he was peeping, 
She's like, oh, well, he's a farmer scumbag. How disgusting. Mm -hmm. And then she finds out Willie was involved. Now, dad heads in the house and he's really unhappy at Sylvia. I just have a real reaction to the dads portrayed on the show. Yes, I do too. Like somebody wrote in the Mimi Bees that they thought the dad was the rapist. So did I. Yeah, I feel like I thought that too. Yeah. So he's unhappy. Well, he, he, you know, he's all about the slut shaming and stuff. So there is some weird stuff going on there. He tells her the boys in school were here to peek at you because you must have been luring them here with your slutty. Yeah, of course. Of course, because boys would never just peep on girls or creep on girls with no, absolutely no. Actually, sometimes it's like, you know, you give them every signal to not do that and they still do it, let yeah, alone, 100%. let alone coming from a neutral position. Mm-hmm. He calls her a wanton thing and says there's a devil inside of her, just like the one that killed her mother. Dead wow. mother. Check. Don't even know what that's supposed to mean, but okay. Nope. Like, what killed her mother? Uh, Jen, being a, a slut, apparently <laughs> killed her mother. And guys, when, we sit, when we're when we using words like this, I just want to make this very clear. We do not feel this way. No. You know, we we here at Gen X, this is why our motto is fly your freak flag. <laughs> Be whatever you got to do, right? But this dad, like, there's some real problematic stuff here. He is implying that the mother's sexuality killed her? Who knows? I Who Like, knows? but we never find out. We never find out. Yeah. He says, if the boys come back here, I'm going to give you the whipping of your life. Yeah, because boys aren't ever creeping around for no reason. Mm-mm. Then he tells her to bind herself up tighter so the oh boys don't look. Wow. And Jenny, I have something to tell you that's going to blow your mind. Oh, here we go. This still happens today. Now, it has not happened at my school, but I've heard it happening at other schools where they are forbidding girls to wear leggings because, you know, they're too inappropriate for boys. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we see Harriet get home and she's looking for Willie. And Nell says he's upstairs. She freaks out when she realizes he was part of this. And Nell's is like, boys will be boys. Oh, uh, like that's the one phrase that I want to stab people's eyes out when I hear it uttered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Harriet and I agree for a moment because yeah. she's like, no. She says, my son's not going to be a boy. and then she heads upstairs and she beats him now i want to say something she then softens at him when she realizes she's not angry that he violated the girl like that he peeped and did this she's angry or she's relieved that he didn't see anything yeah yep like what yeah she's wrong for the wrong reason she's mad for the wrong reason she's yeah exactly at least she's mad (laughs) Sure. Adam. So then Harriet asks, why Sylvia? And Willie says, well, she's kind of grow up, grown up. And Harriet's like, oh, she teases the boys, huh? I see how this is. And I just wrote, how can this fucking get worse? Involve Mrs. Olsen in it. Oh, and then have a school board meeting about it. That's Jenny. how it could get worse. Oh, my God. Because, like, God forbid a girl have boobs, everyone's losing their mind. Okay, now, I want to say something here. Okay. I developed early, you know this. I had mm-hmm. huge boobs when I was like in seventh and eighth grade, guys. 
there is no time ever that I wanted or invited the gawking of boys. Of course not. Ever. Of course in not. In fact, like, I would do anything in my power to get out of gym class because they would make jokes about my boobs bouncing around when I was in gym class. They would, like, it was it was just gross constantly. And you were yep. constantly trying to desexualize yourself. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most girls felt that way. Because you were either ridiculed, you were either the object, like a sexual object, or you were ridiculed for not being a sexual object. Like, it was... That's just what girls' lives were growing up. It's really bad. Yeah. So, all right. Now the next day at school, Sylvia approaches Albert. While he was being shook, it appears that his books were shaken off of him. <laughs> yeah, they were laying in the middle of the road, which really stressed me out. So she's returning his books, and Albert apologizes for the peeping. Now we learn there's a special school board meeting happening, and I'm, I wrote, this is what I wrote. Now we learn there's a special school board meeting happening, and I'm going to lose my shit if this is about slut-shaming this poor girl. Oh, it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. And then I wrote, Laura, better defend her. Like, if somebody tried to do this to one of my students, I don't care. I would lose my job. I don't care. I would go bananas. I'd go to Banana Town. You'd go to Banana Town, Amy's in Banana Town. I'm in Banana Town. Banana Town is now taking the place of the Rage Corner. I'm yeah. in Banana Town constantly. <laughs> so Olson says that she has become aware of improper behavior at school. And then she goes on to victim blame Sylvia. Hell yeah, the there's improper behavior at school, her. but it's coming from the boys. That is the improper behavior at school. Yep. She says Sylvia teases them. Now, Charles tries here. He really does. But he does the, whoa, whoa, whoa. Boys will be boys. Uh, what are you doing? That's locker room talk. No. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, no. So uh, he says Albert was lured to the house by natural curiosity. I mean, it's just in boys' nature. Boys gonna peep. Boys gonna boy. I have natural curiosity about murdering people. So that I just go, like, try to stab some people and see how that goes? I have a natural curiosity about how long a body takes to dissolve in acid. There you go. Okay. Yep. All right. So Nels also defends Sylvia, but, like, in a very roundabout way. Okay. But at least they're not blaming Sylvia. Right. Okay. So finally, finally, Laura speaks up. And what does she say, Jen? I forget. Boys will be boys. No, Laura. Boys will be boys and any action should be taken against them, not Sylvia. Well, I agree with that. Yes. But the, like, uh, I know. Yeah. So they adjourn the meeting. Okay. Outside, Sylvia rings the bell for school and we get a super zoom on some weird pupil. Not a student, but like an eye pupil. A blue eye. <laughs> like an eye pupil. It's actually the iris. Eye? The iris, yeah. The bluest eye. I have an index card that I forgot to do earlier. Wow. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, I know how much you hate when I whip out the index card, like, first thing into the episode. (laughs) I do hate that. I just have an index card on Sylvia. Who's Sylvia? Oh, okay. And and there's a, there's a, uh, a surprise at the end. Ooh, okay. Sylvia is played by Olivia Barash. 
She was born in 1965, so she's like on the cusp of Gen X. Mm-hmm. In Miami, Florida, and began working in the entertainment industry at the age of five. Her early years in classical music on stage in New York City, she starred as Baby June in Gypsy with Angela Lansbury. Okay. She was the first child actor to win the acclaimed New York Critics Circle Award. Okay. Olivia then moved to L.A. to pursue television film roles. She quickly landed the role of Sylvia in Little House on the Prairie, which propelled her to receive consider consideration for an Emmy nomination. I don't know what that wow. means. So she wasn't nominated, but she was... There, so from what I understand, and I could be wrong, when you hear buzz that you might get nominated, you lobby for the nomination. Oh, okay. So there's like a pre-nomination Yeah, area. like what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. This led to, this the success of that role led to her getting the female lead Layla in the cult classic Repo Man. She was also written into the hit TV series Fame. Okay. As an established indie film actress, she has worked with a range of Hollywood greats, including Johnny Depp and Robert Downey Jr. Amy's Amy's fave. I love Robert Downey Jr. She was Ronnie in Tough Turf. Was she? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on. I need to bring that picture up. Tough turf. I almost Ooh, I fell off. I almost fell off my bed. <laughs> I blocked that one out. Where is she? Ronnie and Tuft. Oh, yes, she is. Oh, okay. Yeah. She looks very different. Very. We could tell her. Very different. She has blonde hair. But I almost died when I saw that. I'm like, this world's so small. Of like 80s television. She looks like a punk. Yep. She she did well here, I thought. Yeah, she was good. I mean, you know, not great, but Okay. So are you done with that stupid I'm done index card? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So after school, the boys are teasing Albert that Sylvia likes him. And they're like, I bet she wants you to peep. Albert is Mother Debbie Dunn with these. Yes, boys. he is. And he pushes one of the boys. This is not where he breaks Willie's nose, right? No. <laughs> so now we see, oh my God, innocent Sylvia walking home through the woods. Yeah, just like walking She's home from school. picking some daisies. And we hear some twig snapping, which is one hundred percent a serial killer, and she should run. Oh, and this okay, all right. I think this is why I'm freaked out about the woods. But okay, Gen X pro tip: if you hear twigs snapping and you're in the woods, and Jenny, you're, you're getting some of this with I am Utrid, son of Utrid. Yep. You just run. <laughs> if, for anyone who doesn't know, that's a reference to The Last Kingdom on, on Netflix. Okay, now I'm going to use our new sound effect here to talk about what happens next. So, so this Sylvia, doesn't even make any sense. Sylvia's walking through the woods. <laughs> no, we hear I'm not going to allow this. We hear some twigs snapping. All of a sudden... No, this is like out. a soap opera. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. This is stupid. Everyone's going to hate that. A clown jump. Everybody's not going to hate that. The memes will love it. Okay, tell, keep so, telling yourself that. A clown jumps out and grabs her, and I just wrote, Jesus Christ. Why does Michael Landon have to feast on several of our fears in one scene? I Maybe, no, maybe our fears all come from this scene. Oh, ooh, hmm. I mean, that mask was creepy. Fear of clowns comes from this, you think? But many generations of people have fear of clowns. Yes, but that mask is really creepy. It's fucking creepy. Because it's like an old-timey clown mask. Yeah. How about, just a real quick aside, what Timmy was telling us last night about the Ronald McDonald flying to the kids' party and the helicopter burned behind him and he walked out of it? (laughs) Wait, what? I missed that. (laughs) He was telling us on the way down to Dad's. That he listened to a podcast about a Ronald McDonald, one of the first ones. They used to go to kids' parties, and somebody hired this one to go to, like, an expensive one. So he was helicoptering in. The helicopter went down and crashed. (laughs) And Ronald McDonald managed to get out and was, like, walking away from it. It's burning behind him. (laughs) With a burning cigarette in his mouth and, like, all scuffed up. That's so, that, like, just really summarizes completely the 80s. Guys, in seventies, if you want nightmare fuel, <laughs> Google the first Ronald McDonald, which was Willard Scott. Holy shit! Is he the terrifying. one that went down in the burning helicopter? No, but terrifying. Oh. All right, so now we see Dad, and he's in his rocking chair, and he's waiting for Sylvia, who knocks on the door and is all beat to shit and crying for help. He puts her in bed, and he she tells him someone grabbed her, but she doesn't say that he raped her. No. She just says someone grabbed me. Right. Through the whole episode, they don't say raped. Nope. They don't say the word once. Mm -mm. So she just says someone grabbed me. Dad starts freaking out. Who did this? Who did this? She doesn't know, she said, but he wore a party mask, a clown's face. So what is dad's reaction? 
we're not telling anybody about this. Oh God. I mean, this is the older generation. Yeah. This I mean, we can't, we can't uh, fault this dad too much. I mean, this shit still happens. Yep. All right. So the next day at school, the boys are roughing up Sylvia as a joke and she freaks out because you know, PTSD. Right. So Jen, Laura has to come out and slaps her across the face. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's hysterical. Is that a thing? The hysterical slap across the mm-hmm. face? It's a thing on TV. I don't know if it's a thing in real life. Like they do in the bad us if you slap someone in the face when they were hysterical. They do that in the Handmaid's Tale, and that's pretty recent. I mean, maybe it's a thing. I've never had somebody so hysterical that I didn't know how to calm them down, but I don't know what else you do. Guys, if you're a therapist, come at us with what you do when someone's hysterical. Because I would think getting instead them of like, slap them in the face, like I would think getting them in like a body hold. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like she's freaking out because she thinks she's being grabbed. That would be the wrong That's approach. True. I think. That's true. All right, so now they bring her to Baker. Shocker. Does Baker, Baker have a rape? Does he have a? Uh, a rape kit? I don't think so. Baker? Yoki is a stethoscope. So Baker's like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> of course. <laughs> As per usual. <laughs> He's like, but she has bruises all over her body. And it's just kind of like, oh, what's that? No, it doesn't go any further into that. <laughs> she has bruises all over her body and is terrified when people touch her. Why doesn't that go to the school board? Because that's not of Harriet's concern. Okay. So just then the dad walks in, he takes her out of there. He's like, "Mm -mm." and Baker's like, wait a minute. She's all Bruce. Dad says she fell downstairs into the basement. Oh, that would hurt. Okay. Baker and Laura exchange concerned looks. Yeah. Okay. Back at the little house, Albert is telling Carolyn and Charles about this. And Albert says he's going to protect Sylvia going forward. And he goes to bed and Carolyn tells Charles she is so proud of Albert, like how sensitive he is. Charles, having to make it about him, says, well, you know, I think he just wants to bone her, essentially. And, you know, I used to beat up people who used to make fun of you. Wink, wink. Okay. God. So now at school, the boys are making fun of Sylvia. And this is where Albert punches Willie and breaks his nose. He I don't got think all city really on their asses. Yeah, I don't think he really breaks his nose, but he, he's bleeding. So then he says to the other kid, you want some of this? You want some of this? <laughs> and they go running. Okay. So later, Sylvia's walking home in what appears to be the same route. Why are you walking through the woods again? We're not victim blaming. We're not victim blaming. I'm not, but I'm just like, it's, I would not walk through it's, the woods Right. Again. It's a weird choice. Why it's an odd choice. Like, way? I could see doing it eventually but like two days later right i'd be afraid he'd still be around well somewhere. that's what i'm talking about yeah because he hasn't been reported and nobody's caught him right all right so albert catches up with her and they chat about he first of all he like sneaks up on her yeah not a great she, idea she like freaks out so they chat about albert kicking willie's ass and albert carries her, <laughs> his books for her and walks her home and they agree to go fishing together on a Saturday, but she's not sure she can get away from her father. Then she says she'll do it if after school against her father's wishes. And I just wrote, yikes. Well, can we discuss how, like, one of the only dates was fishing? Oh, yeah, that's true, Jenny. 
Would you go on a fishing date? No, hell no. What if like God no? What if like Jeff Goldblum asked you to fish in the East mm. River with him? Mm. Um, can I drink a martini while we're in the boat? Yeah, you're doing it from shore. Can I drink a martini while we're from shore? Yes, fishing. Yeah, all right, fine. Okay. So later, Sylvia and her dad are eating some stew that she made, and I have a question: When are these kids? Because she's not the first kid we've ever seen. Especially female, you know, daughters with fathers, right? Single fathers. When is she having time to get home from school and start a stew? I know, right? As we know from, hey, everyone, it's Manly. You have to stew that stew for like three hours because Manly yep. doesn't like it when it's watery. Right. Okay. Fuck Manly. <laughs> hate that guy. Hey, everyone, I'm not in this episode, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> So she's serving the dad and she tells him, guess what? I'm kicking such ass in school that I was asked to stay after and help grade papers. Question. Yes. Can you do that? Yeah, Amy's like, wait, I didn't know I could do that. (laughs) I think you should. Oh my God. So dad's like, that's the teacher's job. What are you doing? (laughs) And then he's like, okay, fine. But next time you have to ask me first. Fair enough. Fair. So cut to Sylvia and Albert fishing. They're having fun. Albert scoots up close to her. Meanwhile, the stalker is watching them. This is scary. Yeah, it's super weird. Mm-hmm. And, and he, did you know she's catching everything and he's, he's yeah. not catching anything? Now we see them kiss and their initials are immaculately carved into a tree. Yeah, Nearby. and can we say, I have two things to say about the carved initials in mm-hmm. the tree. Mm-hmm. A, that took 100 hours. Oh, yeah. And B, they literally just met. Yes. Yep. So Sylvia's on a high and skipping home, and now there's been, we learned there's been a little bit of a time jump. Yep. So it's been like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And the dad is like, why has Mrs. Wilder been keeping you there so many days? And she's like, I don't know, I'm just great. And he's like, well, I went to see Mrs. Wilder today. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Jen, do you remember moments like this where you knew you were caught? Oh, God, they were the worst. And you're like, it's the one thing you didn't think of. Yep. And it happened. Yep. Yeah. You've been lying all these weeks, ain't you? Ain't you? And she admits she's been seeing Albert. She says, I was afraid to tell you. And dad says, you're not allowed to see him anymore, period. Well, and then I just have written here, and I don't know where he came into it, but I have Mr. Hartwing is 100% the rapist. Oh, I have that too. Wait, hold on here. So he must have appeared at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's no other reason for him in that episode. Correct. So the next day, Sylvia tells Albert she can't see him anymore and rushes home. Then creeper Mr. Hartwig, the blacksmith, who is 100% the rapist. Because <laughs> he has no other purpose in this story yep. at all. Butts in and tells her Albert... Her dad is probably stopping her from being a whore. Like, that's, you know, he's worried about that. Jenny, first of all, we picked this out because of Michael Landon's writing. Right. But what an odd choice to have, like, somebody in the town. Yeah. And not just, like, some rando. Not like somebody passing through. Right, he's a rando, but it's not like, you know. But, like, he's the blacksmith. Yeah. 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 So now... We get Carrie in the, in the next scene. 
We're at the little house and Albert is pouting. He says it's been two weeks and Sylvia doesn't even talk to him anymore. And Charles is like, well, her dad is acting weird too. He used to be so friendly. Really? Because really? I feel like that's not true. Really? Same guy we're talking about here? Yeah, I feel like that's not true. The serial rapist is friendlier than Mr. Webb. <laughs> I'll say that. So true. So Karen Charles, Carolyn Charles are like, something is up with the webs. And then we see Carrie again. I'm, I'm done with her. Now we have the visitor no one asked for, public enemy number one, Rev Alden. Button his ass in here. He's going to go out to the webs to see if they're okay and to shame them. Right. So Rev is like, why haven't you been at church, Mr. Webb? And dad's like, uh, I'm busy. Rev goes, well, the Lord was busy creating and he still found time to rest. Smile, smile. Oh, God. Okay. Dad says the Lord didn't have a mortgage to pay. And Rev goes, uh, yeah, but he had other things. Like, Rev won't let it go. Right. Then in a baller move, and I'm going to do this next time I'm faced with a priest, Dad jumps up on the horse, whips some money out of his wallet, throws it at Rev, and says, if your collection plate is missing my money here, I'm good for the next year. Wow. And drives away. <laughs> baller. Whoa. Baller. Throw money at the problem, literally. <laughs> He's basically like, how much money to make this go away? Yeah, it's really crazy. Now, in school, Laura has asked the class to write ghost stories. Between 500 and 1,000 words, I wrote, that's quite the breath there. That's quite the <laughs> space. The school board is also awarding a prize for best costume. Sylvia puts her head down, and Albert and Laura are like, what's wrong? She's sick. Let's give her some pond water. Oh, no, it's well water. Laura uh, then Laura offers her a ride home but Sylvia's like no 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 I'm fine I'm fine I have to go work in the fields with my pa she walks back in the school and passes out and collapses cold done at Doc Baker's there's no such thing as privacy or HIPAA laws no because Baker just comes out and tells Albert (sighs) that she's with child that she's pregnant well, he says with child at first, but then he says pregnant. And I feel like they never would have said pregnant in those days. They just didn't use mm, that word. Maybe. Maybe. But he's, Albert's like, I was her beau. And Doc Baker's like, did really? you? Really? And Albert's like, no, no, no. He starts freaking out. And I think what's happening to Albert here is he's realizing this baby isn't his, and he's going to the, oh my God, has she been banging somebody else? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think he jumps to the conclusion of, oh my God, she's been freaked out. She's been, you know what I no, mean? No, he hasn't put any of that together. Mm-hmm. No. But Laura should have. Laura knows Laura about the bruises on her body. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone knows her medical history. <laughs> right. Jenny, somebody shared in one of the Little House groups there was not... Remember we made fun of how there was an article in the paper that Mary was sick and going blind? Yeah. No, I, there oh, that was a thing. a series of articles. Yeah, that's a, that was a thing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Baker tracks down the father on the phone and tells him Sil- Sylvia's pregnant. He wanted him to tell him in person, but the dad was like, you tell me now. You. Tell me now. Speak plain. Speak plain. So Baker told him over the phone. 
All right. Nice. Now we have, oh, I wrote, now we have Hot Paw meeting up with distraught Albert okay. near a large oak tree in a beautiful meadow. Okay. What's that sentence? <laughs> Albert is heartbroken because he thinks Sylvia cheated on him. And Albert wants to know who the father is. And Charles says, out of nowhere, could have happened against her will. Well, I mean, I think you would think with a girl that young and innocent that that's probably what happened in this day and age. Like, it's not like people dated. Right. But Jenny, who do you think they would have suspected immediately? The father? The father. But, like, they don't, which is weird. I don't know. All right. So... Albert, uh, Charles is like, dude, we have to be her friend through this. Like, she needs you right now. And Albert, Mr. Sensitivity, who was just praised for his sensitivity, is like, fuck that. I can't be yeah. her friend. No way. Yep. At the web place, Dad puts Sylvia on lockdown and says they're going to sell the farm and they're going to move. End of episode. And that, well, you missed that. He also says you reap what you sow. The dad said that? Yeah, to her. No. she's like, you blame me for this. And he's like, you reap what you sow. Are you fucking kidding me? This is like a 12-year-old girl. Hmm. What a piece of shit this guy is. Jay, whose fault is this? Society's. I mean, mean the serial rapist's fault. (laughs) To be clear, it is 100% the serial rapist's fault. That being said, it is also society's fault for the way they handled this. Yeah, I feel like this is Olsen. You know what I mean? All it's, of them. It's all of them. It's all of them. It's all of them. Yep. Um, who are you blaming? Who am I blaming? Sylvia. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Not cool. Jenny Not would cool. come upstairs and stab her <laughs> with my own kitchen knives. Um, I mean, obviously, her dad's not helping the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, is he actively making it worse? Yes. I think so. Yep, she is. Yep. So I'm going to blame him, uh, aside from the serial rapist. <laughs> right, because clearly, obviously, the serial rapist's fault. Right. Um, okay. So, at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on a theme or a lesson and think about how we were affected by the source material, either when we first saw it, or on the rewatch and how it affected us as adults. We called our wives designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why you need to talk to your boys about consent and not leave it up to society. Because this is the shit that we got. Yeah. Like, this is what happens when you don't. Like, it's it's this whole, like, the responsibility is on women to not get attacked and raped. Like, No. Um, it's funny because I have a variation of that. I have, this is why we thought it was our fault as women and that we were, if we were sexually assaulted in any way and that we were responsible for boys' sexual urges. Yeah. This is fucking bullshit. It's bullshit, man. This, this girl needed love. She needed support. She needed her parents. Like, where's her mother? Oh, right. Her she's dead. She's a wanted From, from venereal disease, I guess. <laughs> Her mother's dead from being a whore, apparently. <laughs> didn't know you could die from that. I didn't know you could die from that either. Hmm. Um, this sent all the wrong messages. I was thinking about what you were saying when we were go. I was thinking about what you were saying, going back to like Mrs. Olson being racist and all that stuff, right? 
Um, and I was trying to explain to you at the time, like, that what Michael Landon's doing is showing the behavior and then showing that it's not good, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, mm. Right. I feel like he's trying to do that here and he should yeah. not be doing that at all. Nope. No. Nope. Because the risk you run is that somebody's going to internalize the bad stuff. Well, the risk you run, too, is like, there's not, no one shuts this down again. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Doc Baker isn't like, nuh-uh, this girl has bruises all over her body. She's clearly being abused by somebody. Like, we're taking this to the school board. We're doing an investigation. Like, we're separating her from her father until we figure out what's going on. Which, which to, you know, to be clear, something like that would happen today. Could Would definitely happen today, mm-hmm. I would think. Right? Mm-hmm. In, in most cases. They don't do any of that. They don't do any. They're just, like, not our business. But, like, that's how things were then. You didn't interfere in families' businesses like that. You didn't advocate for children. No, not at all. Not at all. Children were very much their parents' property. Just like women were. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, whatever you decide to do with your kids in your house was your business. Yeah, and that was really the father's choice. Mm-hmm. The mother didn't have a whole lot of agency, as we've seen. Well, the, mo- the mom's dead from gonorrhea. No, but the mo- <laughs> <laughs> but the mothers don't have a lot of choice in anything, right? No. Mm-mm. No. Nope. All right, guys. So, Jenny, what's coming up next here? Sylvia part two. All right. Do the like we're going through more. We're going through more of this hell. <laughs> the description reads, rumors fly around town that Albert is the father of Sylvia's unborn child. Despite Mr. Webb's threatening objections, the young couple continues to meet secretly and grow in their affection for one another. Albert becomes a source of solstice in in Sylvia's life, but he is not able to protect her from the dangerous rapist who cons an unsuspecting Albert into informing him of Sylvia's whereabouts. Mm. Yeah, I had a lot of problems with Albert in part two. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, guys. So um, if you haven't already, checked out check out our Facebook group. It's called the Mimi Bees, and we have reached 300. Wow. Uh. 300 members we're actually at like 303 or something so i mean it is the club it is the place to be i must say you're getting bonus content like dad talking about jenny you're gonna have bonus content like jenny counting out her trophies what jane amy you guys don't understand how much this club means to her (laughs) like you don't understand like, she can't live without this, so please don't everyone at once quit the Mimi Bees, because Amy will kill herself. I do love the Mimi Bees. I consider those people my friends. <laughs> and, um, you know, Jenny is typical Jenny, probably sitting back, waiting for time to strike, and take it all away. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to delete the group. Oh my God, <laughs> Send it scattering to the wind. <laughs> Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.